Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up, right the He's got time in the 10 to the 5, yes. to the end zone, touchdown, and a dagger! Giannis, into the lane, Giannis spinning, fading shot, up, gone for Giannis at the buzzer! Bucks win it! Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I am your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor, and I am not joined, as always, by my two good buddies, Scott the Vanilla Gorilla and Tyler, aka T Plush. You can find Scott on Twitter at Vanilla7Gorilla, and you can find Tyler on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. You can also find our podcast on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. And today, we are going to recap that <laughs> terrible Packers-Raiders week three of the preseason matchup. Um, yeah, that was a pretty pretty tough game to watch um and it and it just it started out very weird i mean coming out you know you thought you were going to see the starters play at least you know probably quarter at least a few series at the very least um but the news breaks shortly before kickoff that the packers just aren't gonna start like anyone (laughs) um it came out that the beggars were sitting or not. They basically just scratched 33 players on their team um, that weren't going to play. And I'll just run through quick who they are. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, Kevin King, Jair Alexander, Josh Jones, Darnell Savage, Kadar Holman, Jamal Williams, Adrian Amos, Aaron Jones, Ibrahim Campbell, Tremon Williams, Oren Burks, Danny Vitale, Caban Ento, Blake Martinez, Sedarius Smith, Greg Will- Greg Roberts, excuse me, Corey Lindsley, Lane Taylor, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Brian Bulaga, Billy Turner, Jimmy Graham, MVS, Jay Sternberger, Mercedes Lewis, Preston Smith, and Reggie Gilbert. 33 players didn't play in this game, all because... I guess the NFL doesn't know how to pick a place to play a football game. Um, now, they said on the broadcast that the one of the guys that goes around and checks Super Bowl sites and makes sure that they're up to standard was there for this game before. Um, and I guess he was under the assumption that they would were able to fix that spot in the end zones, but obviously... That did not happen, um, and the field conditions were just bad. They were terrible. Um, you saw people slipping all over the place. On um, the Packers' first punt return, 
Trevor Davis slips, um, and he made a cut and just slipped. It like I think he would have broke that play if the, the footing would have been okay, but it just didn't seem like anything about this field was ready for an NFL game at all. Um, so I just don't know how the NFL allowed this to happen. They announced this game on June 5th. So you have to make sure the field is ready to play. You had over two months to figure this out. Either that or pick a different stadium. Go somewhere else. I. It's just so frustrating. And um, that's the way... That's why... Matt LaFleur didn't play anyone and it's frustrating because this was a game you're supposed to see some of the starters um now we don't want starters out there all the time and have injury risk to them but you do want to see some snaps in the in the preseason um if you listen to our podcast earlier this week I didn't want to see Rodgers because it just was too much of a risk for him in my opinion but you did want to see some of those other guys that are going to be starting but Maybe they could use a few reps, you know, get some more look at Lane Taylor versus Elton Jenkins um, and just some of those, some more wide receiver reps and different things like that. But I think Matt LaFleur made a good choice as the injuries just absolutely piled up for this team um, during this game. And some of those injuries here... I'll just run through um, Rashawn Gary, Tyler Lancaster, Curtis Bolton, Equinemius St. Brown, Will Redmond, Cole Madison. Um, Alan Lazard went down late in the game as well. Um, Natrell Jamerson went down, but he was back like the next play. Um, so that must not have been a big injury. And he actually had a great play right after he got hurt. Um came back made a good solid clean hit and broke up the pass because of it um other than that natural jamerson i didn't really notice a huge impact either way for him but it was nice to see him kind of have that good play at the end nah, don't know if it's enough for him to make the roster but we'll kind of see the rest of the injuries um rashawn gary's agency came out and said that Rashawn is fine, um, doesn't seem to be serious. So that's at least something to kind of look forward to that um, he should be okay. It doesn't sound like a serious injury. Um, Tyler Lancaster did come back into the game. Uh, one that's concerning is Curtis Bolton came back in the second half to the sidelines in he has a knee brace on his left knee and he was on crutches so obviously that is not good news at all considering you know he was lined up to be our starter next to Blake Martinez um, and now we're down two inside linebackers and before my thought process was this isn't an important position for Mike Pettin, um, but you got to have more than two guys that you trust. And right now, you have Blake Martinez, and I guess you can kind of trust Ty Summers, um, even though he's had some tackling issues, which I think he definitely tackled better in this game. But 
to have two guys that you trust in the second one, <laughs> I don't know, isn't like the most trustworthy because he's a seventh round rookie. Um, and then the other guys you got on the team, James Crawford, I, I just don't see him as a really useful option on defense. I think he's a great special teamer. Um, but if you're having him on the team, that's kind of what his role is going to be. I don't see him having a big role on defense, maybe a few spot, spot snaps here and there, but at this point we got to go out and get someone. Um, and then a little bit farther down the depth chart, Brady Shelton, um, he was playing against the really late in the game and didn't really show up till late in the game, so he's playing a lot lesser competition, but he did have a big hit. Um, they did throw a flag on it. He did lead with his helmet, um, but it kind of got me back into the game, and it got the sidelines and all the players that were on that defensive unit um, kind of fired up and back into the game. Just a lot of hustle and energy from him, but Overall, I do think with that Bolton injury especially, um, we don't know when Oren Burks is coming back, so kind of have to keep an eye on that. And hopefully hopefully Bolton's injury isn't bad, um, but the way it looked, it's definitely not good. Um, some of those other injuries I was talking about, the next one, Echonemius St. Brown, oh, that one doesn't look good at all. Um, initially when I saw the play live, I thought it was a hit to the head and that's why I thought he was down. Um, and then on second look, you saw him grab his knee right away. So then I was looking at the knee and I'm like, okay, it doesn't look that serious. Um, but then finally on Twitter, I saw someone say something about his ankle. Um, I think it was Zach Cruz and he, shared a video of it and um it, it did not look good at all um i would be pretty surprised if he's able to play at all this year because it really looked like he messed up his ankle um and i'm on twitter now and an update just came out saying equinemius st brown walked out on crutches but with a boot on his left ankle so, I mean, none of that is good news for both Curtis Bolton and EQ. And if you guys listened last week, you kind of know how high I am on EQ. So it's 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 tough news for Packer fans. I think he would have had a big impact this upcoming year. But, you know, you got to deal with it. Injuries happen in the NFL. Um and it's an unfortunate situation, but I think it kind of opens up this receiver room and clears the decision-making out for Brian Gutekunst a little bit. Um, even if EQ can come back somehow later in the year, you put him on IR to start it. Um, he can start practicing week six and come back in week eight. And, you know, the receiver position is always, there's always injuries there. So if that is the case and he can come back halfway through the year that's great i don't see it happening um but if it does you can put him on the ir and and then keep him on the team um but not on the 53 because he's on the injured reserve list 
Um, so some of the other injuries, Will Redmond, Cole Madison, um, they both walked off the field, and it seemed like Cole Madison was okay. Um, I didn't really see much of Will Redmond afterwards, but I think overall the biggest two obviously were Bolton and EQ. Um, so I kind of talked about the inside linebackers and go went through kind of how they did in this game and kind of what my thoughts were. But I'm going to go through position by position, kind of what I saw. And I was looking mainly at the guys I thought that had a chance to make the 53. I wasn't going too deep into the depth chart here. Um, so we'll start on offense and we'll start with quarterback. Obviously only Tim Boyle and Deshaun Kaiser played in this one. Um, so I just have a few bullet points for each of them. Boyle started out the game really rough and he tripped. I'm not sure if this was a field issue. It actually looked like he just tripped over his own toes. Um, and that, and the first driver to, didn't look very good. He started the game off one for six for 10 yards. Um, and that one pass for 10 yards, that was a pretty good play by um, Darius Shepard to stay in bounds, make the catch, stay in bounds. Um, and then after that, he kind of turned it on. So the first touchdown drive that the Packers had, Boyle was five for five with a touchdown pass. And that touchdown pass was to Trevor Davis. And, oh, my goodness, Trevor Davis looked good tonight. Um, we'll get to him, but that was a great play. Great throw by Boyle first, and then a great adjustment and high pointing of the ball by Trevor Davis. Just overall a great play. Um, so something that was brought up on the podcast, he's or on the broadcast, excuse me, he started two of nine and – then his next nine throws, he was eight of nine. So he kind of caught fire, and it showed because the offense started out sluggish, and then by the end of the first half, they had 21 points. And then Deshaun Kaiser comes in on the second half, and the offense just sputters the entire time. Kaiser does not do much of anything, seemed to be taking a lot of sacks. Um, later in the game, it did look like he had some good throws like late in the fourth quarter. But at this point, um, the damage was done. Like Boyle outplayed him in this game. Now, what this means for the quarterback battle, or the quarterback two battle, um, I don't know. Like To me, Kaiser was ahead of Boyle going into this game. It was very interesting to see Boyle get the start here over Kaiser. Um, if Boyle would have gotten the start and then Manny Wilkins would have played the whole second half, that would tell me that they have Kaiser as the number two and that's what's going to happen. But the fact that Kaiser played after Boyle for the whole second half and didn't show much, it looks like the Packers are leaning towards Boyle. Um, I'm still on the Kaiser train, I think just overall having a guy that can move back there as your number two um, might give you a little bit better chance. And, yeah, I just, I think Kaiser is 
is the better option for the Packers. Neither one is good at all, in my opinion, but I think Kaiser's the better option, even though Boyle easily outplayed him tonight. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, they're both probably going to play a bunch of snaps in that fourth game. But we will see kind of what happens there. Um, but obviously Boyle took a big step tonight. Going to the running backs, Trey Carson, that guy, he just he does his job. He's always in the right spot. He's always doing the correct things. Um, but he's not, he's not explosive at all. Or from what I've seen, it, it does not look like he has any juice whatsoever. He just kind of, he does his job. He does a good job, um, doing the small things, doing the assignments that he needs to be doing, but he just doesn't have the burst, uh, that running backs need at this level. So I just, He's been starting over Dexter Williams since Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams haven't played in the preseason. Um, I I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand it at all because he has no explosiveness, but he is solid. That that is very true. He just he does his job. Nothing extraordinary, but he does his job. Um, so I guess that is there is something to say about that. That is a good thing especially as a running back three, Dexter Williams. Now he, he's got the juice and he's got a lot of it. Um, and he showed it a lot in this game. It wasn't every play, but when he got to a point where he could kind of work his way up to the line, look for the hole, read the hole, find the hole, and just one cut, hit it and go, you just saw unbelievable burst from this kid. If he can just figure out the offense and what his job is and what his assignment is on a specific play, if he can do that, he he's going to be a good a good one for us. Um, and not only a running back three, he could be a lot better than that. And I think if he figures out how to pass protect, how to just be in the right spot in the right time and consistently catch I think a two-headed monster of Dexter Williams and Aaron Jones is forthcoming but he's got to be able to do those things he's got to be able to pass protect which he had a terrible rep in the fourth um, on fourth down I believe it was in the second half um, late third early fourth I think and Kaiser took a big sack but his pass protection rep there did not look like there was much to be desired. Um, he did not drop a pass to me. He did catch a swing pass. I don't know how much else he did in the passing game, but seeing him catch a pass was nice. The other running backs, I'm just going to mention quickly, Keith Ford uh, was in the game kind of more than I would have expected. Um, didn't really do much either way for me in terms of impressing or kind of making me not want him out on the field. It was, it was just kind of like a Trey Carson type deal, but he did have a good screen play, caught the screen pass. Um, 
and he got about five or ten yards on it, I believe. But he got hit almost right after he caught the ball and just showed some really good contact balance, staying up, using his hand to stay up and fight for some extra yardage before he went down. Darren Hall, I don't know, the one play I remember from Darren Hall in this game was he had a screen and they set it up beautifully and he like didn't wait for his blockers at all and ran into the defenders and just you know I don't think Keith Ford or Darren Hall really have any opportunity to make this team um it's Aaron Jones Jamal Williams Dexter Williams and Trey Carson and I don't think Trey Carson's gonna make this team it just doesn't make sense to me um I just think they're using him to push Dexter and try to get him kind of where they want him wide receivers really the player of the game in this one is trevor davis absolutely incredible um so that first play we kind of saw him was on the punt return they had him out there over darius shepherd on the first punt return um he made a good read good cut he just slipped on the play which is unfortunate um but I think he would have maybe not broke it for a touchdown, but he would have had a very good return if he didn't slip on there. Um, and then on the second drive, so the first drive was pretty terrible all around, um, but on the second drive, I think they started it out with Trevor Davis end around, and it was a pretty big gainer, 10 or 15 yards. Um, and you could kind of tell he knew that he didn't want to cut hard because he didn't want to slip again. So it was kind of a rounded thing, but it was blocked up very well. And um, it was just a nice run for Trevor Davis. And that kind of got things going. A little later on, he had a great diving catch um, on a pretty badly underthrown ball from Tim Boyle. But he did make a good adjustment and make a good play on it got back up and got a few extra yards then that touchdown catch i was talking about earlier boyle had a great ball and trevor davis to his credit just went up and got it and he did a good job of high pointing the ball um, and making a good contested catch and i do believe they called defensive pass interference on the play as well so just a great play there by trevor davis um, and they called a wide receiver screen for him. I can't remember if it was in late first half or early second half, but he just has good reads on screens, and it makes good sense. He's a punt returner. He should know how to read blocks like that. Um, but, you know, getting him on a wide receiver screen where you can get offensive linemen out in front of him, he's going to be very effective in that. And... I don't think there's much much question because of his unique ability in the return game. It makes it very easy for him in that situation. And he proved in this game that his development as a receiver is really, really coming along. And it is just fantastic to see. Um, and really... I've been off the Trevor Davis train <laughs> for a very long time, um, years now at this point, but this was an impressive game with Tim Boyle throwing him the ball most of the time. I think he was out there in the second half a little bit, um, so Deshaun Kaiser did throw him the ball a few times, 
but with six minutes left in the second quarter, he had a, over a hundred total yards. Now this is including like that run and special teams and things like that, but just great production in this game from Trevor Davis. And another one that had great production that he is battling very closely with is Darius Shepard. Um, and Shep, he didn't have quite as productive of a game as Trevor Davis did, but he was, he showed a lot of field awareness and body awareness in this game. He had, um, three really, really good kind of toe tap type close to the sideline catches. The first one was more, he was falling down and he got a knee in. Um, but he had a beautiful, one late in the first half that he had a nice toe tap on. Um, I was watching with my parents and my dad's like, oh, he was out of bounds. And I'm like, no, I think he caught it. And it turns out, watch the replay. He did a damn good job getting both feet in. Um, like I said, just great, great awareness of where he was and where he needed to get his feet down. Um, then late in the game, he had another absolutely beautiful one um, turned around he turned back towards Kaiser, um, fully jumped up as high as he can. He's a shorter receiver, 5'10", um, but fully extended. Makes the catch, both feet in. Makes just a fabulous play. Probably would have been 20 yards, but it was negated by a holding penalty, and we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> um, but just a great game by Shep and between him and Davis, it was very fun to watch. Moving along to the other receivers of note in the game, Jake Kumaro, um, early, it seemed like, especially in that first quarter, it seemed like he was out there a ton, um, but he just didn't have the impact he has had in the first two games. Like, it just seemed like every time he was out there in the first two games, quarterbacks, no matter who they were, were throwing to him because it always seemed like he was open. But it just didn't seem like that, at least in the first quarter. Um, the first time I really noticed Kumaro, he had a great punt gunner rep. Um, he got to the ball carrier right away, and that part was great. But the second half of that is you have to make the tackle and that punt returner made Jake Kumaro um, lose his jock. And it was it was a great return and credit the punt returner, but um, you still have to make those plays. You gotta break down, you gotta make, be able to at least slow him down and Kumaro didn't touch him. Um, but then, of course, after I'm talking to Scott on our group message and telling him that Kumaro is not playing at all, he's not showing up, he's not open at all, he's not getting the ball thrown to him at all. Of course, seconds after that, um, he just absolutely burns the corner for an easy touchdown. Boyle had an easy throw to him, kind of in the corner of the quote-unquote end zone in this game that they had an 80-yard field. It's still, I roll, NFL, come on, you need to do better than this. Uh, I'm not going to get enough ranting about that, but I wanted this to be about the Packers and not the NFL's stupid business decision-making. 
Lastly, for wide receivers, Alan Lazard. Um, it didn't really seem like anything stood out big time for Alan Lazard, but I did feel like he had a pretty solid game. Caught the passes that were thrown to him, but again, nothing really stood out. Late in the game, I thought he made a fabulous catch. It ended up not being a catch, and he ended up getting hurt on the play. Um, but he's not afraid to lay his body out there, and unfortunately in this instant, he did get hurt. I haven't seen anything as I record the podcast tonight um, about his injury, and maybe by the time you're listening, you have seen something that tells you his injury and kind of updated that, but along with that EQ injury, the Alan Lazard injury, it really opens up this wide receiver room, and it'll be interesting to see what happens, and if they keep two, like both of Davis and Shepard, or what they plan on doing, does this open the chance for Lazard to make the roster? Like, it sounds crazy, but I think he's had a pretty good camp. Um, coming in, I thought he would be a little bit too raw. We'd have him on the practice squad, and maybe next year we could see something out of him. But we'll see what the injury is. Um, hopefully he's able to come back and try to make a push for this 53. And I guess we'll see, you know, a little over a week or so. And when the 53-man cuts happen, we'll see where he stands on this team moving along to the tight ends um i only have robert tanyan written down here i know evan bayless played in this game and a couple other tight ends but they're not tight ends that are going to make the 53 so i just wanted to talk about robert tanyan and to be honest with you didn't notice them very much i have notes written down about all these other players that i've been talking about but I, I just had nothing on him. I think he had a catch early, early in the game, but there wasn't really much in terms of production for Big Bob. Um, but nothing to be concerned about, I don't think, because he has had a good camp in one game. Can't base everything on one game. Offensive line, the holds. There were so many holds. Um especially in the run game it just felt like anytime there was a good play boom hold um and i talked about that darius shepherd third toe tap great catch late in the fourth was brought back by a hold um and i did talk about cole madison getting hurt he did he was a culprit of one or two of those holds earlier in the game um but outside of the holding, I think they did do a fairly good job. Um, outside of that run in the third where Kaiser was getting sacked a lot. But I do think they did do a good job. Because if you take away the holds, they were opening up lanes fairly consistently. It wasn't every run play. But they were opening up holes pretty consistently. On the run game, they were doing a pretty good job in the pass protection as well even with the top six out. Um, the presumed starters, Bakhtiari, Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsley, Billy Turner, and Brian Bulaga were all out, plus Elton Jenkins didn't play in this one either. That just tells you how much they see in Elton Jenkins. 
Moving along to the defense, um, we'll just start in the trenches, stay there, and work our way back. So Montrevious Adams, he played really well, um, and they didn't keep him out there extremely long. He, I think he played maybe the first half, first quarter for sure, maybe into the second as well. Um, but he played really well. Um, nothing like overly exceptional or anything spectacular that he did, but it just seemed like he was very solid, kind of doing his job, keeping the linebackers free, um, allowing Ty Summers and Curtis Bolton early in the game to kind of come free on running plays and different things like that. So that was exciting to see. Another guy I had written down here, Kingsley Kiki. I just noticed it wasn't every run play. Um, if it was every run play, he wouldn't be playing <laughs> in this game um, if he was that good. But it did seem like he, it looked like the Raiders were having a really hard time blocking him. He made some great plays where it almost looks like he just slips right off of the block. Um, I know that's him putting in work and shedding the block, but it just looks so easy for him at times. And there was one in the second half. Don't really remember when in the second half, but there was two guys converging on the running back. So they would have had the play already, but Kingsley just threw his guy off and then stuck his helmet in and got a good um, tackle. And then the other two were right there as well. But the fact that he was holding up his guy, waiting until the ball carrier came right to him, ripped the guy to the side, and just made a nice tackle. That is textbook defensive line play. And he did it a lot of the night, and it was great to see from our fifth-round rookie. Moving along, outside linebackers. We'll start with the one everyone wants to talk about, especially in this situation when Zedarius and Preston are not on the field, is... Rashawn Gary, um, I felt like starting out, he was pretty good, um, had a pretty good first series on third down when they were passing, just seemed like he was a little bit late on his rush, um, probably on the follow through, that's about when Rashawn Gary kind of got his hand up and close to the quarterback, um, so just a little bit late there. One thing I noticed early in the game was it's fun to watch Rashawn Gary on stunts. The one I specifically remember, the quarterback got out the ball pretty quickly, um, and the running back did make a good chip on him. Otherwise, Rashawn Gary probably would have destroyed the quarterback, But, and I think it was Glennon at that point. But it is just fun to watch when the other guys are kind of taking the offensive lineman and he can just scream around the corner. Um, if they have any sort of play action, if they have any long developing play, Rashawn Gary's going to be in the face of the quarterback. Unfortunately, that was kind of a quick hitter for the Raiders, but you know, it was, it was fun to watch. It's fun to watch this guy's athleticism. Um, obviously we talked about it to start the show a little bit with injuries, um, but Rashawn Gary was hurt, doesn't seem to be very serious, um, and hopefully that continues to be the case. 
Moving along, Kyler Fackrell, the other outside linebacker of note that might make this 53. Um, the one play that really stuck out to me, and this was really the only one that did throughout the game, um, he didn't really seem to have a huge impact positively or negatively outside of this play, but he it was a run play, and specifically a read option, and as the outside contain guy, he did his job. He stayed home, um, which on that play, then the quarterback is supposed to hand it off to the running back because the one guy that they left on block, which was Kyler Fackrell, was um, not going to be able to catch the running back by the time he hit the hole. And Peterman made the wrong decision, um, kept the ball himself, and Kyler Fackrell made a solid play to get the get the tackle on Peterman. So that was kind of the big play I noticed with him. Again, outside of that, I didn't notice a ton for Fackrell. Moving along, inside linebackers. Obviously, we talked about Bolton, um, and that's really the big news there. And it looks like we're going to have to sign someone at that inside linebacker position. Um I don't think James Crawford is the answer, and I don't see Oren Burks coming back fast enough that you can just be like, no, we can ride with these guys. I think they're going to have to sign or trade for someone, but we will see. Ty Summers in this one, he's just a fun guy to watch when he when the D-line kind of free him, keep the offensive lineman off him, and he can just go downhill and make a play. Um he did do a better job tackling in this one um, when he was able to be free and get downfield and make those types of plays. Um, kind of reminded me of the... It kind of reminds me of Blake Martinez when he's playing downfield like that, kind of that run stuffer. Um, but Ty Summers did have some good plays... Um, in pass coverage, there was one specifically early in the second quarter that he had that was just great. Um, but unfortunately, in the third quarter, he did have a defensive holding call um, on a crosser. He kind of just reached his hand out and impeded the progress of the receiver. But overall, I think he had a solid game and the tackling got better, which was very important. James Crawford, um, there was one play that really stood, or a couple that stood out to me. Um, he hit, he was in man coverage for one of Oakland's touchdowns. Um, now, I think he had a lot of traffic to get through on this play, but he did leave his running back wide open um, and then proceeded to miss the tackle to allow the touchdown. And then later on in the game, he had another missed tackle. So, again, don't think that's the solution. And I talked about Brady Shelton earlier, how he just kind of brought the energy late in the game. Um, again, don't think that's a viable option for the Packers, but it is nice to see some hustle and energy from your young guys who are just trying to make a name for themselves. Moving along, we got corner cornerbacks in safety position left. Um... And I think overall cornerbacks, Josh Jackson showed out pretty good. Um, again, he hasn't played much 
in terms of in practice or games yet, but he did have some good plays. Uh, there was one in the second series, so first quarter of the game. He had a pretty damn good pass breakup. Um, he really wasn't in position, but made a great late adjustment to the ball. Um, and because he wasn't in position, he wasn't able to get his head around but he kind of timed it perfectly and played the hands of the receiver for a good, clean um, pass breakup, which was which was great. Um, throughout the first quarter, it felt like they were targeting him a little bit. It seemed like they were always going to Josh Jackson, and he was he did allow some catches, but it felt like when they caught it, he instantly had him tackled, and he was making them make contested catches. So overall, that first quarter was pretty damn good for him. Um, and then late in the first quarter as well, he it looked like he was kind of in a zone coverage. It was kind of kind of a weird play, and it was the first time Rashawn Gary went down and Rashawn Gary came back after that play. Um, but he was able to tip the ball up in the air, um, and I think Will Redman, the safety, came in and hit the receiver that was the closest to it, so it was an incomplete pass. Um, but a good job overall from Josh Jackson that I saw. Shannon Sullivan um, kind of seemed to struggle, struggle early. Had a DPI and um, early in the game, then he allowed a slant and was just too far behind the receiver, couldn't catch up and make the tackle. Um, and then it kind of turned in the second quarter. He had a pretty good play late in the game. Um, and really, he was in the position to pick and maybe take it to the house. But the wide receiver had a good good defensive play to avoid that. Um, and Sullivan was complaining about offensive pass interference, which I do think that play was. Um, because if that was the opposite way around and Sullivan did that, it probably would have been DPI. But that's the NFL for you. Um, it just felt like he was playing, continued to get better and better as the game went on. Um, in the second half, he had two pretty great pass breakups. Um, and then late in the game, six minutes left, he he did get absolutely burnt. It was a great route by the wide receiver, but he did get toasted for a touchdown again with six minutes left in the game. <sighs> Will Redman, um, he had some good hits and kind of pass breakups and tackles early in the first half. He did get hurt. Um, that's kind of all I had on him going to the safeties. Raven Green didn't play too long, um, but he did have a great pass breakup on third down in the first series to cause a punt. Um, it was a great, solid, clean play from Raven Green. Um, he did have kind of a boneheaded play, lowered his head and got a 15-yard penalty. Um, it definitely was not necessary in, in today's NFL. That's just not something you can be doing. Um, but hopefully he gets that out of the way now and not in a couple weeks against the Bears. Lastly, Nichol Jamerson didn't seem to have a huge impact until he got hurt. And then he was hurt out for a play, and he came like right back and right away had a nice hit that caused a pass breakup as well. Um, so just 
overall, I think a lot of these players played well. There wasn't like a ton that I was ultra negative about except Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser was not good in this game, um, and the offense was not good in this game. The Packers were had 21 points at halftime, and they lose the game 22 to 21. So, and when you have the whole second half, and you're in a battle for the quarterback two position, to just from for my money, the Packers should only keep two quarterbacks because there's a lot of talented players on this team, and you need all the talent that you can get. Um, and let's be honest, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, it doesn't matter if we have two or three quarterbacks. <laughs> the season's, if he's down for an extended period of time, this season is over. Because no matter if you like Kaiser or Boyle better, it's it's not going to be good if Aaron Rodgers goes down for an extended period of time. So, overall, I think... This was a tough one, um, mainly because of the NFL and not knowing. I, I just don't understand how you announce this June 5th and you legit have two and a half months to figure this out and you let your players that are making you this money, you let them play in a bad field. And I just... I don't understand how it happened, and there was injuries amok, and I don't think you can blame them all on the field, because I think that EQ thing was the hit, and I felt like that guy should have been ejected, he wasn't, um, I'm sure a lot of Packer fans feel that way, but it's just a frustrating game with all the injuries, but outside of the injuries, you gotta look at that in a positive light, there was a lot of good performances and really if you're talking good performances you have to talk about Trevor Davis again that guy was incredible um and really really is making his case for to make this 53 and not only in this game he did have from all accounts I unfortunately wasn't able to see any of the early practices but by all accounts he had a great camp and then he had that unfortunate hit in the Texans joint practice that took him out for a week and a half, two weeks. And that's when Darius Shepard kind of shined. And to, to Trevor's credit, he comes back and just absolutely puts on a show. So, you know, now you have to think he is probably going to make this team because um, he did show a lot in the wide receiver in the wide receiver realm of things we know he what he is as a kick returner he's very good as a kick and punt returner but now showing potential in the wide receiver room you know that's gonna make you get you on this team because you need to do more than just special teams so i am super excited to see what happens with this 53 and what happens with this team through the regular season and at this point, we just have to get through week four somewhat unscathed, not a lot of big injuries, and hopefully we can get some good news on some of these injuries that did happen. Hopefully, Rashawn, Rashawn's is not 
too bad. Alan Lazard's isn't too bad. Hopefully EQ can, again, did not look promising. Um, but hopefully we get at least some decent news from him. And whatever other injuries happen, hopefully we can figure it out. Curtis Bolton, that's a big one. Um, but right now, I'm still excited. Even with the injuries, I think the Packers are still in good shape. Um, and make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. All of our personal accounts, um, the podcast account, at Trilogy underscore pod. Make sure you follow The Fresh Take as well. Um, at the fresh take and thefreshtake.net we have our podcasts on there they post our podcasts on twitter as well they we also are writing for them um i'm in the middle of packing i am gonna be moving soon um so i'm trying to get as many articles up as i can there i will have one coming after week four i don't know if i'll get anything out before that but we will see what this weekend brings um but we will talk to you guys soon and hopefully tyler and scott will be back for that as always go pack go